0: Hey, welcome back to the program. Let's pray. Today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin with a scripture. Uh, on the Feast of the Visitation, guess what that scripture is going to be? Yes, indeed. If you go to Mass today, it's the Gospel of the Day. It's from Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 56. So I'm going to begin with that scripture, and then I'll pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Let us pray. Lord our God, we do love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for these beautiful feast days in the church's life. I pray, Jesus, that for each of those who are listening to me now, that they would be blessed in a way that's personal. I pray, Lord, that each of these dear, sweet brothers and sisters of mine would receive a true and profound visitation. Jesus, come and to visit your people again. Lord, I pray that you would visit your people in a very special way through the gift of the intercession of your mother. Mother Mary, please pray for us. Mother Mary, please pray for all of those who are listening to me right now and who are in desperate need of a visitation from the Lord, who are overwhelmed by life's circumstances, that they would encounter the personal presence and the power of Jesus Christ, your Son. Lord Jesus, come quickly and move graciously because of your mercy, because of your love, because of who you are. Lord, I pray that you you would visit and bring good gifts. Jesus, visit and, and bring good gifts that lead my brothers and sisters, these dear ones that I'm praying for, to leap for joy. I pray, Lord, that this feast would be more than something that remains on a calendar and something that gets engraved in our hearts, in our lives, and in our relationships. Lord, only you can do that. We have no power to bring that about. But we have an immense need to have that happen. I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. I thank you, Lord, for your kindness to us. Lord, give us the grace to become opened to receive what you are ready and waiting to give. And we make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I, I love the opportunity I have to pray with you uh, on the program. I love that I can speak the Word of God over the airwaves, uh, on the internet, that this program is heard not only by you on the radio now, but on a podcast, because I know that God uses uh, Catholic radio, Catholic podcasts to, uh, to be a vessel of blessing, to be a vessel that will be used by him to reach out to the lives of those who listen. Some people are going to stumble into the program uh, in, in, in their eyes, it's a stumbling into the program, but it's the Lord who's gently nudging, gently uh, prompting, or gently using what's happening in someone's life to have them come into contact with a, a moment of vital, vibrant contact, a, a moment of communication, a moment of communing with the Lord. Please know this, brothers and sisters, the Lord did not create you to have you feel abandoned by him. The Lord did not bring you into life circumstances that you would have to battle alone. The Lord Jesus Christ is the living God who sees and knows what it is you're facing, and he intends to come close to you, to knock on the door of the right now moment of your life, to draw close to you in those places where you're hurting and and you need healing, where you feel broken, afraid, and just overwhelmed. And he comes with a word of solidarity, a word of compassion, a word of life. How do I know this? I experience it. I experienced it yesterday when I was reading the Office of Readings. In the Liturgy of the Hours, I'm going to read it to you because I know that this is the feast of the visitation and the Lord wants visitation for you. I don't have to guess. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to say, oh, I wonder whom the Lord will intend to visit today. All of heaven is watching. Heaven sees earth, even when we on earth don't see heaven. We might have a cloudedness in our vision. We might have a darkness in our hearts. We might have a brokenness in our capacity to sense the living God. That The living God does not have that problem. The living Lord and the great saints of heaven see and connect to earth in accord with God's purposes and plan. And he communicates to us through his church, through things like feast days, through things like the Liturgy of the Hours, to give us signs, pointers, direction, a path. And as we walk that path, faithfully honoring what the Lord has established in his church. We come into places of oasis, places of refreshment. This is what the Lord has for you. So you, right now, maybe you've never heard this program before, you've never heard my voice before, but I want you to know that the Lord sees you and he knows the voice that's in your heart. He knows the voice of what's happening in your life. You are not alone. This is what I read on Tuesday morning when I sat down to pray the Office of Readings. Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. That was the antiphon. That was the the the, uh, the pre-statement for Psalm 102, which was the psalm that was prayed in Tuesday's Office of Readings, broken up into three parts. Listen to this Word of God. This is a Word of God that is not only just describing Situation that you might be facing. Certainly, you have faced it. And if you're not facing it now, and maybe you're thinking, I haven't faced it before, well, (laughs) you trust me, you will come into contact with situations like this in your life. And when you do, when you are in these kind of circumstances, know this the Lord in His Word isn't simply saying, I have heard these words before describing situations like this before, so I have them recorded here in my word so that you would know that I'm not unfamiliar at a distance having seen people like this before. No, this is the word of God and it's spoken from the first person. The Lord is saying, I am bonded at the deepest level with you in your broken, painful, desperate, overwhelmed, overwhelming situation. You are not far from me and I am not far from you. Even when you believe you're in the dark and alone and cut off, my word is a word of life. It's a word of truth and it's a word that will set you free from the sense of being abandoned and cut off. So listen to God's word and receive it As a word of visitation. This is what the Lord intends for you today. Visitation. So listen as the Lord. This is a word from God for you. O Lord, listen to my prayer and let my cry for help reach you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Turn your ear towards me. And answer me quickly when I call. Okay, listen to those words, brothers and sisters. These are words that the Lord is putting into our mouths. He's saying, here's how I want you, my dear children, my sons and daughters. This is how I want you, will for you to reach out to me reach out and give voice to the deepest longings of your heart, the deepest aspects of your condition. I am not unfamiliar. I am with you in it, and I will name it more profoundly than you can yourself. And so the, the listen to it again and then I'll continue on because this is such a powerful word that when we know that it's the Lord who's naming our condition and giving word giving us words when we're so overwhelmed we don't even know how to name our condition that this is an incredible blessing to us this is a visitation from God this first form of visitation is a visitation where he reveals our own condition to us and he gives us a voice He gives us permission, he gives us confidence to bring that voice out into the open and approach him through those very places of brokenness and overwhelmingness, overwhelmingness, the overwhelming uh, reality of what it is that we're going through. Oh Lord, listen to my prayer. This is what he's saying to us and let my cry for help reach you. We we should do that. We should turn to the Lord and cry out to him for help. He's giving us permission he's giving us the platform he's giving us these ladder these words oh lord listen to my prayer let my cry for help reach you don't hide your face from me in the day of my distress turn your ear towards me and answer me quickly when i call you see that's what we can feel that's what we can believe that we're in a situation where the lord has hidden his face where he doesn't know our voice he doesn't know that we're that he's like it doesn't feel like he's he's answering us when we cry to him the lord's saying say that out loud speak that out loud, because I know exactly where you are. And when you reveal that, don't hide it. When you bring it out into the open, don't hide it. I'm going to use that as a portal, as a doorway to enter in and visit you. He's going to visit you through his word that takes root in your heart and gives rise, brings out into the open your own condition. And listen to the words. Listen to how desperate, vulnerable, broken, authentic, and and completely uh, uh, overwhelmed this soul is that we put into our mouths. For my days are vanishing like smoke. My bones burn away like a fire. My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. I cry with all my strength, and my skin clings to my bones." I've become like a pelican in the wilderness, like an owl in desolate places. I lie awake and I moan like some lonely bird on a roof. All day long, my foes revile me. Those who hate me use my name as a curse. The bread I eat is ashes. My drink is mingled with tears. In your anger, Lord, in your fury, you've lifted me up and thrown me down. My days are like a passing shadow and I wither away like the grass. I don't know about you, but when that's my condition, When I'm feeling that overwhelmed by life, when my life circumstances are so desperate, and I don't see a way out or a way forward, a way beyond, God's word comes to me, meets me, gets within that condition of being overwhelmed. And He's communicating a light into that dark place. A light that says, "I am with you. I am not far from you. In your place of feeling overwhelmed, I am not distant from you. In that, in that trial, in that difficulty, in that burden, in that relationship, in that situation, I am. It is not foreign to me. I am with you in the middle of it, and I am giving you courage to speak." those words to through those words to speak and to break open your heart and to pour out your heart to me open to me your heart pour out your heart in the deepest depths of your of your of your desperation of your being overwhelmed and you will encounter me you will know me that i am with you That's the Lord. He wants you to know communing, communion, His presence, His power, His goodness is with you in those times, in those seasons. Praise God for His Word and for His visitation. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is Tom Curran. All right. So, I just used God's Word as a way of hopefully bringing some light, bringing some peace. What's what's amazing or astonishing is that when we are in the midst of overwhelming situations and we turn to God's word and we let the Lord in his word name in these first person prayers, the Psalms, Our own condition. It's not simply a sense of sympathy at a distance that we come to realize, but rather we come to know compassion that He is suffering with us. And when we know that we're not alone in those places of suffering, but that He is with us, He who created the world, He who is infinite and eternal, He who is God is also our loving father who sent his son to die for us and not just to die but to undertake all of the consequences of sin to become sin itself so that we might become the very holiness of god in christ that's second corinthians chapter 5 that's god's plan that's what god wills now we so it's sometimes it's not going to be enough to simply pray a prayer that is God's word identifying the solidarity and the suffering with that the Lord is saying I know you I know your condition I've heard you and I am coming to do something about it Well we just finished the Easter season. We just finished Pentecost Sunday, where, guess what? The Lord did something about it. And when the Lord did something about it, he sent us his Holy Spirit. So one of the prayers that uh, a member of my uh, married couples group, this is probably now, I have to say, probably 15 years ago, And it's a prayer for healing and deliverance. And I felt drawn to pray this prayer of deliverance uh, for this program. And uh, when I opened the file, there are two prayers here. One is a prayer for healing and deliverance. And I believe that one of the reasons why I'm supposed to pray this prayer, and I'm going to pray it with you, I'm going to pray it for you, as an I prayer is that we we when we are in like very difficult trials, it's so fundamental to realize that we are standing on the rock, that Jesus Christ is our rock. And when we stand on his word, and his word like Psalm 102 in the in the Liturgy of the Hours and the the Office of Readings from yesterday that can be such a powerful basis like a, a, to stand on. But then we need to take a stand and take a stand against those forces, the demonic forces that will come against us and our loved ones, come against our situations. And we want to fight that spiritual battle with the power of the Holy Spirit. And this prayer for healing and deliverance calls upon the Holy Spirit, calls upon the gifts of the Spirit, calls upon His power to be at work, to overcome the work of the devil, the work of the demonic that is coming against us and our loved ones. And so I'm going to pray this prayer. I'm going to pray this prayer. And I'm going to pray it um, as if uh, I'm a, a spouse. So I'll pray for my spouse. So a husband for a wife, a wife for a husband, and for any children. So some of the prayer isn't going to exactly fit every person that is there, that, that is listening. But um, the great majority of the prayer will fit your life, even if you're not married or you don't have children. And the other surprise is that there's a prayer to Our Lady, Queen of Angels, for protection. And so I'm going to pray, it's a short prayer, to Our Mother Mary, the Queen of Angels. And um, I'm going to, do. I, I feel like, oh wow, it's this Feast of the Visitation. And so one of the, again, one of the, the hopes, one of the senses I had when I was kind of reflecting on, okay, what am I going to talk about today? It was, boom, clear. It's not just talk about visitation, but it's to use the program as a platform for visitation, to stir expectant faith for a visitation, to be asking, seeking, and knocking for visitations for those who are with me on the program right now. So this program is all about visitation, not just the feast day, not just the feast day when the Blessed Mother and also traditionally St. Joseph went to visit Elizabeth and Zechariah with both the Blessed Mother and Elizabeth pregnant with, of course, Jesus and John the Baptist. That moment of visitation, the second joyful mystery, it's a feast day on the calendar of the church. So if you go to mass, those are the readings that we'll celebrate. You do the Liturgy of the Hours. There's special uh, prayers and readings for this feast day. But if all we do is know where it is in the scriptures, what the event refers to, how it is that it shows up in the course of the liturgy, but we don't have a visitation, <laughs> then the feast is not having the full impact that the Lord intended. Those who kn- Who knows better the meaning of the visitation? Those who study it all day long and read books about it? Or those who experience it? Well, the answer is they both know it, but one knows it as an object of study. The other knows it as a personal reality that they've been immersed in. Which one is important for our life of faith? Yes, both. But the uh, Pope Benedict, who recently died at the end of last year, uh, was so big on the theme of encounter, as well as St. John Paul II, so big on the theme of encounter. Pope Francis, so big on the theme of encounter. That the Lord is one who is to be encountered and not just studied. And so that's why, again, I, I feel this stewardship, that the gift of being able to pray with you, for you to have an encounter, a visitation, an, an actual meeting with the Lord. And so part of what I what I, I was feeling this sense of call, this sense of like a sense of stewardship, a sense of burden in, in this program, is that. I want to equip you. I want you to be equipped and encouraged. I want you to feel confident that you know how to reach out to the Lord when you're struggling, when you're down, when you're overwhelmed, when life is hard, when you're facing trials, when you feel powerless, when you feel desperate. Uh, any of that strike you? Any of you? Well, it's it's kind of an ongoing condition I face. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Oh, but... I, maybe it's having five teenagers or nine kids or trying to love, it, live a ministry and help families uh, in, in real estate stuff. And oh, it, it's the call to live a poured out life, right? That's our call to live a poured out life, to live a life on behalf of others with the love that comes from the Lord, right? The love that we've received, we're called to pass on. The, the the love that is a gift that is given to us, we are to call and to pour out for others. And it's through being emptied that we experience fulfillment. Yes, that's the love of the Lord. Self-sacrificing self love in the heart of Christ is poured into our hearts so that we too will be poured out on behalf of others. And, and you know, that's what I want. That... I didn't say that's what I'm always attracted to, but it's what I most deeply want. I want my life to be spent on behalf of others like you, my brothers and sisters. I want you to come into living. I, I just want you to have a visitation with the living God. So many people struggle to believe because they haven't had this visitation, this encounter. And yet, It's not a gift reserved for the privileged few. It's the gift that the Lord offers to all. Okay. So one of the areas where we ought to grow in our own understanding and in our practice is praying for healing and deliverance. Praying for healing, right? That's wholeness. That's salvation, That's restoration. The the Lord wants these good things for you. Not only through doctors and medications and therapeutic practices. It's not either or. It's not this but not that. The Lord uses those things. But the living God has power and the will to move in your regard with his healing purposes. If you give him space. If you ask and seek and knock, not only for yourself, but for your loved ones, but not only healing, but also deliverance. If you look at what happens when people allow Jesus to come close and preach the gospel of the kingdom, is that he is the king in person. When he preaches his kingdom, he comes. And when he comes, he manifests what happens when his coming touches someone's life. The kingdom breaks open and that shows up in these various forms of healing, wholeness, restoration, salvation, reconciliation, but also deliverance, deliverance from demonic influence, whether it is harassment, obsession, or possession. Whether it's intense temptations, whether it is allurements and deceptions and lies that get sown into our minds, our hearts, our imaginations, our emotions, our appetites, or whether it is obsession where we've fallen short and we've given ourselves over to a pattern of sin, and now the demonic has the uh, knows the, the 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 doorway in to continue to provoke us into dark. Uh, and and even further sinful bondage. And the Lord comes to deliver, to sever those connections. And the Lord also uh, is there to, uh, to dislodge and remove demonic influence at the deepest core of our being. But also to acknowledge that there are those who are serving Satan, serving the realm of the demonic. And they too are active today. And they will come against us, with curses and hexes against us in this generation, or even in previous generations, and so one of the areas of healing, cleansing, and deliverance is of our bloodlines, of our family tree. This is not something I've made up. There's been extensive, uh, you know, study and, and prayer and 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 uh, a, a tradition of this way back in the scriptures, in the Old Testament, into the New and then down through these healing streams that we find in our Catholic tradition as well. So, we often are not equipped. We are not often taught. We are not often formed to pray these kind of prayers. And so, I'm praying one for you. I'm praying one with you. I'm praying one in your place. And so, you know, feel free to hold yourself in reserve regarding the, I say amen to that, I say amen to that. And so say amen to the parts of the prayer that you feel this yes emerging. But if there's a part of the prayer that is like, Lord, that's a lot. Lord, I'm going to hold myself in reserve there. Okay? So this is a prayer for healing and deliverance. I've prayed it, goodness, um, probably four or five times in the past 15 years uh, over uh, and, and whenever I do, people respond like, "Hey, can you send me that prayer? Can you send me that prayer?" So if if this prayer strikes you and, and you and you really want it, just reach out to me on my website, mycatholicfaith.org. Just go uh, type in the um, type into the box and just say, "Send me that prayer," or just email me tom at mycatholicfaith.org, and uh, I'd be thrilled to send you the prayer. Okay. This comes from a Franciscan priest. I've adapted it slightly to make it easier for you to understand. A Franciscan priest who was assigned at um, uh, Franciscan University. This is back 20 years ago. Okay, prayer for healing and deliverance. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you have given me and my spouse and each of my children. And I ask forgiveness for my sins, for our sins, and for each of their sins. Please cover me and my spouse and each of my children with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me, in my spouse, and in each of my children with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, discernment, guidance, and hunger for prayer to help each of us to know your will and surrender to it more completely. Holy Spirit, please remove more blocks in me, in my wife, and in, uh, in my spouse, and in each of my children, to receiving and sharing your love and grace. Heal more of our negative emotions and wounds in my heart and spirit, my spouse's heart and spirit, and the hearts and spirits of each of my children, and sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, witchcraft, and all negative genetic, intergenerational, and addictive material, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against me, my spouse, each of my children, and each of our relationships and extended family members, our finances, possessions, ministry, and transportation vehicles. I ask forgiveness of my own body, And I ask the same on behalf of my spouse and each of my children for not taking care of it. And I forgive its negative reactions to me. I forgive and ask forgiveness of my spouse and each of my children and all others for my sins and failings and ask that my whole person and the whole person of my spouse and of each of my children bodies and minds, hearts and wills, souls and spirits, memories and emotions, attitudes and values, be cleansed and renewed by your Holy Spirit. In the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect in and around me, my spouse, and each of my children, of any and all evil spirits, who are trying to harm each of us and all of us in any way. And I ask that Jesus would command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to leave me, my spouse, and each of my children peacefully, quietly, and go immediately and directly to the Eucharistic presence of Jesus Christ in the closest Catholic Church tabernacle to be disposed of by Jesus. Lord, please heal the effects of these spirits in and around me, my spouse, and each of my children. Dear Holy Spirit, fill me, my spouse and each of my children, and let us overflow With your great love, all this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit. Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, Seed of Wisdom and Queen of Peace, please pray for me, my spouse, and each of my children. We freely, completely, and forever place ourselves under the mantle of your consecration. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I hope and pray that that prayer was a blessing to you. I pray that that was uh, a moment of amen and yes. A a prayer of, yes, I want that. Uh, I'll talk more about this prayer in a minute. I'm up against a break. I've even gone a little long. But I, I wanted you to reflect on what was your experience of that prayer like because I want to share a couple of thoughts and then move on to that other prayer on this day of visitation. We're not done yet. The Lord is not done yet with his work of visitation in your regard. So please stay tuned. Hey, this is Dr. Tom Caron, the host of Sound Insight, but also a realtor serving wonderful folks like you in the state of Washington and in Idaho. I've had the privilege and pleasure of helping dozens of families in the last two and a half years discern and find a, a strategy, a path, and a plan to help their families find a whole new life in eastern Washington and northern Idaho. If I could be of service to you in that, I would love to. Please reach out. DrTomCurran.com. DrTomCurran.com. Welcome back to the program. This is Tom Curran. It's great to be with you. Ah, how'd that feel? I I loved that prayer. I loved that prayer. I was praying that prayer for sure for myself, but I w- I also had you in mind. I did. I had you, my dear sweet listeners, in mind wanting this prayer to be something that would echo, reverberate, resonate. It would deeply connect with your life and your desire for your family. One of the things that I've discovered about times that are overwhelming, times that are, uh, are marked by serious trials in fundamental matters that are part of our lives is that it requires or calls forth a more intense, intensive, and extensive prayers. Intensive and extensive prayers in order to bring about breakthroughs. That the Lord has a breakthrough that he is ready to give us, waiting to pour into our lives. But there are things that block these breakthroughs from happening. And so the Lord is knocking on the door of our lives, Revelation three, right, uh, uh, verse verse nineteen to twenty-one. Right, He He's standing at the door knocking, and anyone who hears His voice and opens the door, it's literally hearing His voice that gives us the strength to open the door. He gives us the grace to pray these prayers. He gives us the grace to carry out into the open like Psalm 102 earlier or this prayer of healing and deliverance. He will encounter us with the blessings that he's waiting to pour into our lives when we pray with that level of intensity and extensiveness. I'm telling you, that has been my experience. That we too quickly give up our prayers. We too quickly come to the conclusion that, well, the Lord's not the living God who is seeing me right now because he's not doing anything about it. Well, what do you mean he's not doing anything about it? Well, well, I, I prayed and he didn't answer. Well, how long did you pray for? Well, I, I prayed for, I don't know, a good few minutes. I, I, I really just kind of, you know, put it out there. I really just said, God, you you see what's going on? This is terrible. You're a loving God. Come and do something about it. And and he didn't. And uh, (laughs) I'm like, well, have you cried out to the Lord for the failure to come to him with uh, consistency and to express gratitude for all the blessings that you've given to him, that he's given to you in your life. Have you cried out and said, Lord, if there are any ways that I'm being a block to the blessings coming into this situation, Lord, if there are ways in which that my heart is too narrow and my intention is impure, and uh, the the good thing that I want, I'm going about in a bad way. And Lord, I need you to cleanse this vessel of mine so that I can be useful to you. And Lord, I'm going to keep praying until you. Uh, Uh, Tell me to stop. I'm going to just stay here and I'm going to keep crying out to you until you tell me to stop. That's the kind of prayer that uh, I I don't want to say, I was going to use the phrase wins blessings. It's not about winning blessings. It's about having the conditions created in us and in the world for the blessings that we're asking for and that the Lord is ready to give would come about. That's that's St. Augustine. That's St. Thomas Aquinas. That's the catechism of the Catholic Church. It's not Tom Curran's idea. St. Augustine, whose theology of desire is at the the basis of his understanding of how we are, are moving towards God, talks about unanswered prayer as a chance to exercise desire, to increase the capacity, to break open and stretch and enlarge our hearts, to enlarge the vessels that are crying out, to be able to receive what the Lord is waiting to give. And it's because we don't cry out with the persistence, with the vigilance, with the attentiveness, with the uh, complete giving of oneself over that we're not cleansed vessels. We're too narrow and constricted and and and. Dirty vessels, and so we're missing out. Not that the Lord has fallen short; it's that we've fallen short. I remember reading in a book by Louis Evely—I don't remember which book it was. I believe it was *We Dare to Say Our Father*. But the principle was this: that we ought to employ in our prayer time the principle of the Transfiguration where Peter and James and John said to the Lord about their time of uh, transfiguration, the revelation of God, in, as they climbed the mountain and then encountered the Lord, it was, we don't want to leave. We don't want to leave. And it was then that the Lord said, Go. Now you can go, and when you go, you watch what's going to happen. They went down the mountain, and then they cast out the demon from the boy whose dad was like, help him if you can. If you can, uh, anything is possible for the one who believes. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. There it is all right there, and the principle is a simple one. Don't stop praying until you don't want to stop praying. Let me say that again you start praying and you keep on praying and you continue to pray with that vigilance, with that intensiveness, that you continue to press in before the Lord and you keep doing it until you don't want to leave. Until you want to say, Lord, I want to stay and build a tent. I want to stay and and bask in your glory. I know that might sound like an incredible statement like that just doesn't happen in prayer (laughs) and there and there's the big reveal you know what what that's revealing we just haven't prayed long enough yet we haven't prayed that long where we didn't have permission to stay and that's why we left We didn't leave because we're tired of praying. We ran out of time. We had something better to do. Uh, I guess we can check the box. We can clock out for the day. No. No, we stayed and we stayed and we stayed and we stayed. And then the Lord said, go. And we said, I want to stay. And the Lord said, now you're free to go. That's how we ought to be praying in desperate times. Back in a minute. Welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. Okay, I just I put forward there a pretty big, called bold challenge. That big, bold challenge was uh, when you go to pray, don't stop praying until you have permission. Until, and that permission takes the form of I, I'm at peace. The Lord has given me permission. I can stop. And I've got to tell you, in those times in my life where I've been the most desperate, the most, by desperate I mean feeling the most powerless to find a resolution or a solution to an incredibly painful situation unfolding in my family life to watch what was happening in my family with one of my kids and just feeling at a complete loss about how to uh, find a way forward. And the only path that ended up bringing me peace was the path I'm describing to you. And it would take two forms I remember it taking, two forms, and I'll share them with you. The first was praying the rosary on my knees, and I would just keep praying the rosary until I felt that sense of, I can now get up and and no longer pray the rosary, and typically I would end up praying all four sets of mysteries. So, the joyful mysteries, the luminous mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries, and the glorious mysteries, to pray through all of them. And um, that's not my daily practice. It's not now my daily practice. Uh, And you want to know why? I'm not that desperate. I'm not that overwhelmed. Now, here's the funny thing. I may, in fact, be in a much more vulnerable, broken, overwhelmed situation right now, but I'm not feeling that. Existentially, I'm able to go to sleep and, and, and go to bed and fall asleep. In those times, I would toss and turn and wake up and could not sleep peacefully. Just like the psalm said, Psalm 102. Just feeling that sense of being Overwhelmed. And so one of the sources of peace was just just stay on your knees and just keep praying. Just turn to the Lord. Just keep giving the situation over, giving this... Giving this daughter over to you, Lord, giving this situation with my wife that this this conflict and, and us lacking wisdom and clarity and peace and 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 the impact it's having on the other kids and what's going on with our life here and what do we do about it? And Lord, please, I beg you, help us, just please. Mother Mary, please come, please visit, please. I, I'm desperate. I've got nothing. I don't know how to overcome this. Now that was one one way that I would be, you know, and and here's the thing, when I was done with all of those prayers, you know, it wasn't like, ah, the angels sang, and and I had this, like, word of God speak to me, everything will be well, have no fear, you know. uh, No, but there was peace. That the emotional, like, deep, deeply felt condition of being, like emotionally, just traumatized, uh, would give way to peace. It would give way to peace. The other way that I found to be such a gift, and I share this with you, was that book, Healing Prayers. I'm sorry, Deliverance Prayers, for use by the laity. Now, I prayed a healing, uh, a prayer for healing and deliverance today on the program, but this book by Father Ripperger called. Deliverance, Prayers for Use by the Lady, I would pray the prayers of that book. And honestly, a number of the prayers are are somewhat overlapping or a bit repetitious. Like they're accomplishing some of the same goal. But I would pray that book. (laughs) I'm not saying I would pray a prayer in that book. I would pray all of the prayers in that book and 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 here's the thing right starting it off it was it, being in that condition of just being like oh god please you've got to help my help me help my daughter i i i don't know i don't know what to do i don't know how to go i can't see a way forward lord please i beg you you've got to move any demonic forces coming against my family against my daughter against us in the situation i need you i'm desperate and so Taking St. Augustine at his word and Saint Thomas Aquinas and the Summa and the Summa Theologica and the 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 Catechism of the Catholic Church, I'll take them at their word and God's word, oh by the way. I'm gonna start praying these prayers. And I'm gonna keep on praying these prayers, and I'm gonna pray these prayers until I feel like I sense I've got permission to stop. And I just start through and I'd work my way through. And when I when I did that, I would do that on a daily basis. After a certain period of time, I wouldn't have to pray all of the prayers. Some of the prayers, I, I it was like, oh, I can stop. I can stop. I'm at peace. And so, today on this feast of the Visitation, I, I'm sharing with you these stories because. For some of you, receiving a visitation from the living God who will come close to you with his presence and his power is a matter of life and death. Maybe it's spiritual life and death. Maybe it's relational life and death. Maybe it's financial life and death. Maybe it's spiritual warfare life and death. Maybe it is some kind of physical reality as well. And the Lord is the living God who holds the keys to life and death. Who's conquered sin and death, who's not foreign to any and all sin and suffering, darkness. He's not caught off guard. He's not surprised. He's not going to turn away from us and say, I am so done with you. No, he is knocking on the door of your today. It's the feast of the visitation. I mentioned there were two prayers on this uh, folder that I, this file that I opened one was for this prayer for healing and deliverance, and the other one is a much shorter prayer, and it was um, uh, it was a prayer to Our Lady, Queen of Angels, and um, this uh, Bernardine sister, sister of Saint Bernard, um, was shown the spiritual warfare that was occurring in the world, and she offered a prayer for her sisters to pray, to uh, call upon the Blessed Mother on this Feast of the Visitation, to call on the Blessed Mother to come and visit. And this in particular was her role as the Queen Mother whose heel would crush the head of the serpent. So I want to finish with this prayer that it would be another moment of visitation for you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. August Queen of Heaven, Sovereign Mistress of the Angels, who received from the beginning the mission and the power to crush the serpent's head, we beg you to send your holy angels that under your command and by your power they may pursue the evil spirits, encounter them on every side, resist their bold attacks, and drive them here and now into the abyss of woe. Most Holy Mother, send your angels to defend us and to drive the cruel enemy from us. All you holy angels and archangels, help and defend us. Amen. O good and tender Mother, you shall ever be our love and our hope. Holy angels and archangels, keep and defend us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the reasons why I have a sense of devotion to the rosary, uh, I mean, among many reasons, right? Um, One of them is because of the visitation. It's because of literally the Feast of the Visitation, that scriptural account where Elizabeth, Zechariah, and John the Baptist encounter Jesus because of Mary. They encounter the living Lord Jesus because of the cooperation of the Blessed Mother. She was the intercessor, the go between, literally, her body and theirs. And so when I look to the Blessed Mother and to St. Joseph for their intercessory power— I think of the moment, the event of the visitation, and I do ask. I say, Mother Mary, St. Joseph, please, may Jesus visit us here now and today in our situation through your mighty intercession. Come close to us and present to us your Son. Amen. Well, I hope and pray that this feast is a living one for you, and I hope this helped. God bless your day. Join me tomorrow for more sun and Set.